0: The city of Potahoe, Kingdom Life Camp Meeting, Grace and Anointing, Walking in God's Kingdom Assignment for Your Life. God bless you. We exalt and glorify Your name. We magnify Your name because You have such a faithful and a loving Father. We lift up Your name because there is none beside Thee, there's no like unto Thee. We demand, God of Glory, for Your Word to impart, transform, heal, And revive us in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, I just want to share with all this morning what I'll call celebrating your victory. Celebrating your victory. And that is in Christ, the relation to the grace of God. And, uh, you see, in Israel, that is that which is called the year of Jubilee. And it's very important to understand that. And I'm going to take a look at some scriptures and see how it relates to our walking God, to our call to Him as a people. And so I would like us to read from the book of Leviticus 25. I'm going to go through the story and then I'll I'll say one or two things. Uh, Leviticus 25 i start reading from verse number 8. If you can get uh, New Living Translation. I just want a very simple translation. New Living Translation. If you can get that. Leviticus 25, verse number 8. And here uh, yeah, the scripture says New Living Translation. Right. In addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years, seven sets of seven years, Adding up to 49 years in all. He was giving them Sabbath, times to rest, all of those things. So, 49 years. Then, on the day of atonement, in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. Amen. Verse 10 says, Set this year apart as a holy and a time to proclaim freedom. Can I hear amen to that? Amen. A year to proclaim freedom. A time to proclaim freedom throughout all the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you when each of you may return to the land that belong to your ancestors, and return to your own land. I'll make you see something you're going to very vital. How that through the sacrifice of Jesus we've been returned And we have to come to the place of possessing what belongs to us as sons of God. Verse 11 says, The fiftieth year will be a jubilee for you. During that year, you must not plant your fields, nor store away any of the crops that grow on their own. And don't gather the grapes from your own pruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you, and you must keep it holy. But you may not eat whatever the land produces on it, own in the year of jubilee each of you may return to the land that belong to your ancestors. I want you to see the emphasis. Hallelujah. When you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must not take advantage of each of other. When you buy a land from your neighbor, the price you pay must be based on the number of years since the last jubilee. The seller must sell the price by taking into account the number of years remaining until the next year of Jubilee. The more years until the next Jubilee, the higher the price. The fewer years, the lower the price. After all, the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvests. Show your fear of God by not taking advantage of each other. I am the Lord your God. If you want to live securely in the land... Follow my decrees and obey my regulations. Hallelujah. This is an interesting story that God gave to the children of Israel, and it's called the Year Jubilee. Now, what it stands for is this: every fifty-year, fifty-year while they were in the land, where the trumpet sounds. Take it this way: you remember the story of uh, the widow. Now the children, I mean, the the, the wife of the prophet, right? Whose children was to be taken into slavery? Because the prophet was indebted to some people. So what happened is, they take you, you go and work out the debt that you were owing. Is that okay? So now, it's like your child goes off into slavery to work out the debt your, your father was owing, or as the case may be, or even you. You go work out the debt you're owing, someone. So while you are there, when the sound of the Jubilee comes up, the ram's horn comes up, you don't wait anymore. You are set free. All debt canceled. All indebted net canceled. No matter how much you were owing before. For instance, if you were owing so much money, and then you were taken into slavery just today, and tomorrow, the trumpet of Jubilee sounds. you are free completely. All your debt canceled. I want you to see how powerful this is in relation to our salvation. Hallelujah. Now, the year of Jubilee is the day of atonement in the 50th year, like we said. It's called your Kippur. Yop Kippur, in the, in the, in the Hebrew, is the day of atonement. that It comes up after the Jewish next year, which is called Rosh Hashanah. On this day, the Jews ask God for forgiveness for their sins to secure their faith. It is also known as Sabbath of Sabbaths. Now, I want you to begin to follow the importance of this year called Jubilee. Antomia referred to forgiveness or pardoning of sin in general and that which you call the original sin. By implication, everything that Adam placed on us was taken away When Jesus shared his blood. Are you done with me? Right. Then he went further to say Atonement is a project by which a person removes obstacles to his reconciliation. And this is very, very vital. Jubilee is the time or the moment that a person removes every obstacle to his reconciliation to God. And I want you to see the application. It is a resurrection theme. If you want to study the scripture, atonement speaks about resurrection, and this is where it's going to consign us. We're talking about resurrection now. We are on Easter period. Is that okay? Right. Praise the Lord. Atonement is often attached to sacrifice, both of which often connect spiritual cleanness, moral purity, and religious acceptability. By implication, if you go through the process of atonement, one vital thing that comes of it, God accepts you. Your sins are forgiven. He accepts you. Now as far as Israel was concerned. Almost 1.2 million animals were sacrificed on the day of atonement. In fact it is literally said that the priests were walking. Almost knee deep. Ankle deep. In the midst of the blood. As they were sacrificing the animals. Just to cleanse the people. Just to get them accepted before God. You begin to see the importance. The strength and the importance of the blood of Jesus. I will make you see that. Because you see When Jesus was crucified, or was sold, Judas came in and said, I've betrayed the innocent blood. Now if you check that word innocent blood, it means the alpha blood. The alpha blood was the original blood that man had before the fall. That is the blood that Jesus carried, which is the blood of God. I've betrayed the innocent or the alpha blood. That's to say every true believer the blood in you right now is the alpha blood. Because you received the blood of Jesus. And that is why you can't be thinking about your blood or the father's generational cause It can work on you. You don't have the blood of your fathers anymore. Because you are born again. You have a new blood in your life. A new spirit working in you. You have nothing to do with your old old dead cargo fathers. Nothing to do with that. So let no man tell you that something called generational causes will come upon your life. No, you can't be thinking about that. You receive a new spirit. You receive a new blood. You, I mean, your heart is second size afresh. Is anybody catching this? Please, don't ask me to read <laughs> Exodus 20. Because some of your mind is going back there. Anyway, let's touch it because I mentioned that now. Exodus 20. Let me just flow as the leading leads. Exodus twenty verse number five and six. I need you to read that. Very quickly. Because the common teaching about the issue of generational blood, right? Generational causes from one generation to another generation. Look at that. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. You're talking about images, right? Okay. No serve them, for I am the Lord thy God. I'm a jailer's God. Visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the third, upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. This is the key word. The word there is what? Hatred. He will visit on those that hate him. Look at that. Go to verse 6. Verse 6 says, And show him mercy unto what? Thousands of them that love me. I keep my command." Do you love God? Yes, Why would you expect a generational cause? It's for those that hate God. Not those that love God. But by the way, he said, unto the fourth generation, not the fifth. Why? One is unity. Two is duality. dark and light, husband and wife, night and day. Is that okay? Three is try unity spirit, soul, and body. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Double weakness. Right? Four is the number of the wall. The world was created on the fourth day of the creation week. So you need four tires to balance the force of gravity in a vehicle. Because the war was created on the fourth day of creation. not east, south, west. That's the wall, The four cardinal points. Is that okay? That's number four. Number five is grace. This is it. Five fingers, five toes, five senses. Generational causes can't cross over grace. It ends with the war. You are not of the war, though you are in the war. You are operating and working under grace. That's number five. Are you following what I'm talking about? Praise the living God. So, all of those teaching about generational curses that comes upon people is all false religion. Nothing to do with God. The blood of Jesus took you out of everything that has to do with your father. How many of you understand the first place that the Bible says the word of God is sharper than a two edged sword and it piercing deep down to your spirit? Right down to your marrow. What is in your marrow? That is where blood is from. Why is the word going into your marrow? To change your blood. Are you there with me? Glory to God. So let's come back. Now, the high priest in terms of the atonement we enter once a year into the most holy place. And this is very, very critical for you all to understand. That when Jesus died in John 20, Mary went looking for him which is Easter. I see a lot of people sending message to me it's not there it's not there. there. I said, yes, I know it's not there. He is alive. I know he's alive and I know where he lives. He lives in me. I'm not looking for him in the bush. I know he's alive. Is that okay? Now, when Mary got there, like I was saying yesterday, I wanted to touch him. He said, touch me not, I have not yet ascended to my father and your father. To my God and your God. Why do you think he was telling Mary that? But he said, go tell my disciples, tell my brethren, you saw me as it were. Bear the witness. That's why I keep saying, people who say um, a woman cannot be an apostle is false. Because the false message of resurrection was carried by a woman. I don't know if you are getting this. The false message which we are preaching today. Jesus of risen was carried by a woman to his own disciples. The men were hiding with fear in the room. It was the woman that had the boldness to see and go and report to them. They got the secondhand hand information. The woman got the false information. Is anybody understanding this? So to tell me that a woman cannot be an apostle is a lie. That's religion. You only need to position yourself to see, to accept, and to see exactly what God has in mind. In fact, as far as the kingdom is concerned, there's neither male nor female. How many of you remember that? Praise the living God. All right. So we find that the atonement of Jesus Christ, when he shed the blood, he told Mary, touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father and to your father. What was that? That was the role of the priest. The priest, when the blood is shed, he takes the blood to the most holy place and sprinkles it. Now he was a priest, right? And he shed his blood. And what's the next thing? He has to fulfill that same obligation by taking his blood to the most holy place, which is the presence of God. That's why they say, don't touch me. I have nothing in the assignment yet. Until I sprinkle the blood, you can have relationship with me. Are you following what I'm saying now? That's why he told Mary that. Now he went into the presence of God, sprinkled the blood. You take time to read the book of Hebrews chapter 9. You'll be able to see the ministry of Jesus Christ as a high priest. Praise the living God. So the atonement... Jesus, of Jesus, which is the dead, paid the one and the most significant price for each and every one of us. He purged and abolished and extinguished whatever guilt that will have been. Destroyed what we call principalities and powers. All of the powers that will have held anything against you, hold anything against you, it destroyed them. Give me Colossians 2 verse 15. He destroyed them. Praise God. So there is no power, there's no demon, there's no angel that can lay any form of accusation against you by reason of the blood of Jesus. No power, no devil. Is anybody following this? And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them, openly triumphing over them. You can take another scripture if you want, I mean, any other translation, so that you can get it right. He destroyed them all. You can take it from the, for instance, the, uh, the message translation. Let's look at the message translation. Praise the Lord. There is no power, there is no devil, there is no spirit that can accuse you right now. Because all your sins are abolished, obliterated, forgiven, washed, clean. You are such a clean person before God right now. Are you listening to me? You got to celebrate your freedom. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe. Not some. That includes the demon of your father. Spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority. Sham, not complete authority. They were all fake. They just intimidate you. You see how a dog barks. Most barking dogs, what do people say? Barking dogs don't bite. That's the way the devil behaves. He tricks you by thinking that, making you feel that he has so much power. No. The major weapon of the devil is trickery, he just tried to deceive you, he doesn't have power in any form to do anything. So here we find the sham authority at the cross and march them naked through the street. What is that supposed to mean? When a man general, in those days all the, um, the kings go to war, by the time they get the victory they are coming back from war. You see that is they now ride on horses and a lot of other people begin to follow them and celebrating the victory. That's why you see the white horse in the book of Revelation. The white horse is galloping, right? And other saints, other houses are following. And those of you looking for Jesus to come in a white horse, I'm sorry, you're going to miss him. What I mean by white horse is simply the war of righteousness, righteous judgment, righteous warfare. That's why it is white. White speaks of righteousness. And so all of us following, he said, other angels were following him. Riding also on horses, and we are the people riding with Christ, getting the victory and declaring the victory over all principalities and powers. We make a show of them. They have no power over us, they have no dominion over us. There is no spirit that is qualified to rule over your life at this moment by reason of the blood of Jesus. Is anybody following this? Praise the Lord. Right. So, He did all of this thing where you were stuck with all those things you call sin, demons, powers, idols, whatever. He destroyed all of them, made a public show of them, gotten the victory, and we need to celebrate the victory that He has gotten for us. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Okay. All right. Now, if you want to continue reading that. Um verse 13. Let's take on verse 13. Go back to verse 13, and then we'll come down to 15 a little bit. Verse 13. Colossians 2, 13. And you'll be dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your heart. Have they quickened? What do you mean to quicken is to give life? Had they quickened together with him, having forgiven you all what? How many? How many? How many? And that includes again the sins of your fathers. Do you understand that? Oh, your sins, whatever it is, whatever is this? hallelujah! Look at verse 13. Bless with them, is that right? This 13, right? Look at 14 now. about this says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to what his cross, everything. And i say that again today. Everything that is written against you is destroyed, obliterated, taken out of the way in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. There is no incantation. That's why they say no to enchantment against Jacob. No incantation that anybody, whether it's a prophet, whether it's a priest that can make against you, all of those ordinances are obliterated in the cross of Jesus. You've got to celebrate your victory. Praise the Lord. He stripped all of them of their powers and dominion. Glory to God. Now let me show you. How many have found this? I believe in the physical blessings of Abraham. I know all of that. But remember the scripture says, glory to God. The scripture says, Abraham is the father of all nations. He's going to be the father of all nations. Out of the seed of that Abraham shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. How many of you remember that? Now, most often our mind goes to the physical things that we can get. Now I have no problem with that. But I want to read the scripture that will tell you the very beginning, the primary blessing that Abraham gives to us. Acts chapter 3, verse 24. I believe we can be prosperous. I believe we can be wealthy. I believe, if fact, scripture says the heaven and the earth belongs to God the earth and the food thereof thereof belongs to God and if we are children of God that means the earth belongs to us we can possess anything, we can live anywhere is that ok? hallelujah yeah all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after as many as spoken have lights up for all of these days talking about the offering of the Holy Spirit now Peter was speaking. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers saying unto Abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed Oh glory. Unto you first God, who is that? Unto you Jewish people, God having raised up his son Jesus sent him to bless you. What is the blessing? In turning every man away from what? His iniquities. That's the blessing of Abraham. You see, we are so blessed (laughs) that everything that has to do with iniquity, remember the iniquity in Exodus 20? All of those things that were supposed to be counted against you, he took out of the way. We are so blessed because we are Abraham's children. Look at that. Until you first begin to reduce now, having raised up his son Jesus Christ, sent him to do what? Bless you. In doing what? In turning away every one of you from what? His iniquities. Well blessed people. Yes. This is primarily Abraham's blessing. That's why it says, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the seeds shall be what? Are there? The addition are not primarily the blessing. The blessing is you get reconciled to God. Forgive you all of your iniquities. Now you are a brand new person on the face of the earth. Oh, come on. (sighs) Let me not wrong. (laughs) Glory to God. So, 50. I'm still talking about 50, which is Jubilee. Your year of liberty, your year of freedom. 50 speak, therefore, of what deliverance? Of freedom from burden. I go to the children of Israel. That after 50 years, there has to be a declaration of that one day of atonement, which is the day of Jubilee, like I'm saying. Very intensive fact here is during this time, all debts, I just want to remind you, are cancelled. Inheritance returned to their rightful owners. All those who work as slave laborers in order to repay a debt were granted their freedom to return back home. To their families and land their properties. Are you there with me? Praise the living God. So what is that supposed to mean to you? Let's read on a little bit. Now this is when you count 50 days of the Feast of Pentecost. And this is a most interesting aspect of it. You know he said 49 years. The 50th year is the year of Jubilee. You understand that? Good. Now the word Pentecost actually means Fifty in the Greek. This also shows about the feast of the first fruits. If you take time to read Deuteronomy sixteen, we don't have time to read that now. I have limited time this morning. This was the day the Lord first poured out his spirit upon humanity. The fifth day. He walked the earth forty days, teaching the disciples about the kingdom of God. And he asked them to walk back to Jerusalem and stay in the upper room. And the Bible says they had a Sabbath day's journey. How many days is Sabbath day? Seven days. When he told them to work in the upper room, the waiting period was just three days. You take three, add it to seven, what do you get? Ten. Take ten, add it to forty, what do you get? Fifty. The Holy Spirit came. I don't know if you are getting this. Praise the living God. He shed his blood. Now help me. Truth is this. It's not a cross that saved you. It's a Pentecost that saved you. You are not saved by the blood. You are saved by the spirit that came after the sacrifice. The sacrifice forgives you your sin. Your new bed is Pentecost. Are you following what I'm talking about? There is a Jesus on this side of the cross. There is Jesus on the other side of the cross. That's a vehicle little, little for you. I need you to get what I'm saying. If you haven't gone to the cross, listen, the cross takes care of your sin. It is the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. But your new birth is only on the other side of the cross when the Holy Spirit came. You are not a child of God through the cross. You are a child of God through the Pentecostal experience. Are you getting this? Let me show you something. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Let's look at 2, 3 very quickly. Romans 1, 2, 3. I'm trying to make you understand that, listen, you are supposed to be living your liberty. Uh, okay. Which was promised uh, for time by his prophets and the Holy Scriptures talking about the gospel to Abraham. Go to verse 3. Verse 3 concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh are you listening to that? go to the next thing verse 4 and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of God holiness by the resurrection from the dead on this side it was the son of David when he rose it was the son of God On this side, your sins are forgiven. On the other side, you are a child of God. Is anybody understanding this? The same power that raised up Christ, if it dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. Does it make sense for you now? Praise the living God. I'm trying to say, it's about time you celebrate your liberty. The freedom you've already been bought for. Jesus bought the freedom for you and made you a child of God what's the next thing you are supposed to do you are returning back to your inheritance that is to say everything that was supposed to belong to you you are getting it back no devil can stop you from possessing what you are supposed to possess no power can stop you you are returning back if you understand what I am talking about you are experiencing the year of jubilee you are going back to possess all that belongs to you are we still here So, on on on, on that particular day, 120 were in the upper room and they called that. The Spirit came on them. They came down and began speaking in tongues. And there's something very important you need to catch this with. First Chronicle so. When Solomon built the temple, right? And when he was to dedicate the temple, 120 were the people that blew the trumpet. So, when the 120 came down from the upper room, they were declaring a new season, a new temple, a new day. What they were saying was the trumpet be blown. That a new order had just been inaugurated. The dedication of the temple, 120 priests blew the trumpet. When the new temple of Jesus is to be dedicated, 120 came out from the upper room. You got to understand this. So it was a new day and a new season. Completely different from the old time. <laughs> Glory to God. And this means the first fruit of God's harvest were just coming up. Now, let, let me show you something. You said like the blood of Jesus speak of 30. That's why <laughs> let me come back home. That's why Judah sold him for 30 pieces of silver. The value of the blood was 30 pieces of silver. The atonement altar was number 20. If you add 30 to 20, what do you get? 50. When the blood is poured on the altar, a new season came into place. That's the atonement. Are you following this? Praise the living God. So the blood has to be poured on the altar before the Holy Spirit could be released to mankind. Putting all this together, we have what is called 50. This point directly, like I said, to the feast of what? Pentacles. Hallelujah. So 50 speaks of what? Deliverance. Freedom from burden. And God told the children of Israel the same thing. Every 50th year, there has to be a declaration of this one day of atonement, of jubilee. Right? the trumpet out to be, um, I mean sound the trumpet and let everybody whether you're a slave, whether you're in debt all your debt are canceled, all your labor time is finished, listen if if you were, this is what happens this is what's happening to us maybe you have a child, you had a child child grows up and you're gone and they're seeking to slavery and then the trumpet of jubilee is sounding and it's not told yet are you getting what I'm talking about? You find that he will still be walking in the vineyard even though the trumpet is saying you are free. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not informed about it. And this is exactly what's happening to Christianity. This is happening to every one of us here. We are, I mean, we are not told and we don't know that we are free from everything. We don't have that idea. So, though the trumpet is sounded 2,000 years ago, what are we doing? We're still laboring as slaves. Because there's no one to inform us. Maybe one old man would just come and say, what do you still do here? He said, I'm serving, and you know, my father owed debts, so I'm trying to pay off the debts. He said, would did you heard the trumpet? He said, you heard the trumpet? So what's it all about? He said, the trumpet is saying you are free. I don't know if you are getting this. That's the good news. That's just the good news. You let people know they are free. Is that okay? Yes. Praise the Lord. All debt cancel, inheritance return to their owners, and all those work as slave laborers. What did I say they do? They return to their family properties. Look at me. While well, I try to pick up, I mean, round up. Romans 4 13. Am I helping anybody? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got raw files, and Max will have to break down the files for you. So when I go, he will take time to do the right thing. Is that okay? Yes, I get raw files. He will help you to break it down. Romans 4.18 For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law but through the righteousness of of faith. Notice this. Notice this. We catch and capture all of these things, all of these blessings through one major principle, principle of faith. Is that okay? Praise the living God. Look at Romans 5, verse number 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified, just as if He have no sin. Oh, come on. Being justified, disturbed and acquitted from the law court. Being justified, we have peace with God. That's why he becomes our father. You don't have to run in the way. Why was Adam running away from God? Because he sinned. Now your sins have been taken away. You can approach God. You have boldness to talk to him. I always emphasize this and I keep saying it until people receive it. God is not just the Father of Jesus alone, He's also your Father. When He said, When you pray, say our Father which are in heaven. Our father, my father is also now your father. You can talk to your father. You don't need an intermediary to talk to your father. Is anybody understanding this? God was talking to the of Israel, and they said, "No, we don't want to. We don't want you to talk to us. Talk to Moses." So it was people that requested for God to raise a prophet. Everybody was supposed to be a prophet. Oh come on, you will not get that. I don't know if you are getting this. Israel was supposed to be a prophetic community. Hearing God. Everybody was hearing God. They said, no, no, no. We we don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear you. Talk to Moses. Let Moses talk to God. They requested. Not that God didn't want to talk to them. And and you tell me. If you can hear God, how would they enter the promised land? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And not just that. Faith comes by hearing and what? Hearing the word of God. Now they have no means to hear God. How can they enter the promised land? Faith is the ultimate thing justified by faith and so now you can hear god and god can begin to talk to you show you your inheritance you walk into inheritance because jubilee have been declared we are free people glory to god we can possess what belongs to us we can return to our properties that have been taken by the enemy oh come on i'll show you something how many of you understand for summer 30 we read the story of 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 david when he went to war in ziklag how many of you remember that And we are told that they captured the children, the wife, and everybody. They came back home. They were trying to stone them to death. Even David became a little bit discouraged. But at the point, the Bible said, he encouraged himself. And what's the next thing he did? He asked God a question. Shall I go? Shall I recover all? What did the Bible say? Go and do what? Recover all. Now guess this, right? Mm. The wife was alive. The children were alive. No property of David was destroyed. They were still intact oh come on, just like God preserved the womb of, of Sarah he would not allow Bimele to sleep with Sarah, because he needed a virgin womb to bring from Isaac and Isaac was a type of Jesus, so Mary had to be a virgin, Sarah had to be a virgin no corruption, the children of David they were all preserved, all your properties are intact, no power can happen to them, go and possess your possession Are you catching this? God is going to open your eyes to know what belongs to you. Because I'm declaring to you the jubilee of God. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? We will open your eyes to see what belongs to you. The job you are supposed to get. The place you are supposed to walk in. God will open your eyes to see. You're going back to possess what belongs to you. You're leaving this meeting and becoming somebody completely different. Your money will come. Your resources will come. Yeah. Everything the enemy have taken is only been preserved. It's time to go get it back. Yeah. You see, this is why you see that the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, laboring, when they wanted to leave, God said, go to them. Take anything you want. What is that supposed to mean? In fact, scripture said, the children of Israel spoil the Egyptians. Listen, what happened there was simply reparation. Right? All the years they were laboring. Their fathers were laboring. They were not paying them. Now it is time to pay them their wages. So what it was collecting, you know, some scriptures say they beg. It was not begging. They were taking what belongs to them. That's a wrong translation. To say they were begging them for gold. No, no, no. They were not begging them. It was their due salary that they were not paying them. It was accumulating. Everything the enemy took from you is in accumulation. And it's time for you to go get it. Hallelujah. What do we do by faith? By faith. For if we were we enemies. Look at that. Romans 5 verse number 10. getting hot inside romans 5:10. Mm-hmm. i see some of you leaping into positions into places that you never planned for life is coming back to you your resources are coming back to you this is the year of jubilee Romans 5, verse number 10. You can't walk as puppet on the face of the earth as a child of God. No, no, no. We're going to ride on high places. God told Israel, I will make you ride on the high places. And it's going to come to be. All oh, by understanding and faith, you are getting there. Romans 5:10. For you were enemies were reconciled to God, by the death of his son, much more be reconciled. We shall be what saved by his life. What's the life? The life of the flesh is in the blood. You already saved. Oh, come on, Shandara. You already saved. Am I right? Why is he saying we shall be saved by his life? The life of the flesh is in the blood. The Holy Spirit release after the sacrifice is what gives you life. You're walking as a new being. Something is happening to you right now. Healing is taking place. Deliverance is taking place. I mean, forgotten issues, you're getting remembrance right now. Your mind is walking all over again to know exactly who you're supposed to be. I'm only reminding you that you're a child of God who lost understanding by reason of sin, but now, by reason of the time of Jubilee, you're coming back home. Praise the living God. Look at verse 11. And not only so, but we also joy in God through Lord Jesus Christ. But when we have now received, what? The atonement. Praise God. What is the atonement? Reconciliation. Through the blood. When the Holy Spirit came. We got reconciliation. So Pentecost actually speaks about atonement. When Jesus atoned for the sins of the world. We are set free. The trumpet sounded. When the 120 spoke, it sounded men are going back <laughs> they are going back to their properties they are going back to their farmland. they are going back to their home. some of you are going back you are going to get what belongs to you I repeat you are getting what belongs to you in the name of Jesus Christ <laughs> Romans 3 verse 22 I just need to show you the scriptures and I leave here because I have limited time to talk with you this morning hallelujah <laughs> Romans 3.22 Even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe for there is no difference. Talking about Jews or Gentiles now. Is that okay? Now look at the next thing. This is what people quote. This is what people quote. The next thing. Verse 23. This is what they quote to you. This is what they used to hammer me with when I was younger the faith. When I really got... You know, born again. <laughs> and you know, you know what we say? You know what we say? We say, when I gave my life to God. <laughs> can you give your life to God? You don't even have a life in the first place. You were dead. He picked you. Dead person picked you, gave you life. You can't give your life. Jesus said, No man can come unto me except the Father draws him. Anyway, let me show you this. For all have sinned and come short of what? The glory of God. This one will we quote. So when you go to people, hey, sister, have you repented? You know, all have sinned. You come to church, say, what are we talking about? All have sinned. That's what the Bible says. But the, the last part is what is important. And come short of the glory of God. What's the glory of God? Christ is the express image and glory of God. Are you still short of Christ right now? This scripture can't work. It's no longer for you. Look at it. Hebrews chapter 1. Look at verse 2. Amplified translation. Let me just show you what I'm saying. Hallelujah. It's all I've I see and I come short of the glory of God. That's the only thing we know how to talk about. Man, we are no longer short of his glory. Can you get me Hebrews chapter one? Look at yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at this. But in the last days, he has spoken to us in the person of his Son, whom he appointed elf and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and what the riches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. Verse three. Hallelujah. He is the sole expression of what the glory of God, the light being, the or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by His mighty word of power. What I want you to see there is that who is Christ, the express image and glory of God all have sinned and come short of who? Of Christ. But are you still short of Christ right now? Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that statement cannot apply to you. So don't carry the mindset of being a sinner so that you cannot possess what belongs to you. That's what I'm telling you. You are set free. We are not short of his glory. Now we have his glory. For Christ is the earth's image and the glory of God. Is anybody following this? And we can walk as sun. If it's an heir. we are joint earth with Christ. Therefore we can possess what belongs to the Father. We are returning home. I'm just declaring to you that you need to celebrate your victory. Celebrate your victory. Celebrate your victory. You have it you lost it before but now you have it you can return to it everything that you lost in Adam you're getting back right now in the name of Jesus you're walking out of this hole and you're possessing what belongs to you the things you have never seen before you are going to see them you're walking out of this hole and becoming who God originally created you to be it's a new day for you it's a new season for you it's a new moment for you begin to pray in a moment I just need you to talk to the Father Thank you for listening to this teaching and we know you have been blessed. For further information, please call 3815-556-8000. God bless you.